As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Pilots in two different planes, one a Learjet, the other an American Airlines jet, reported seeing a mysterious object over Arizona last month, we have learned. The exchange with air traffic control sounded like something out of a Twilight Zone. There were seven one pop adults here, I believe. Yeah, there was anybody above us, the pass was like 30 seconds ago. There were seven one pop adults, negative. No one has figured out what it was. Other pilots did say they saw nothing. Fasted for four days, no drinking, no, no heating. So I sat beside this, uh, these big pine trees, and when I passed out, I was saying to myself, "How big is the universe?" And that tree must have shot me like a, an arrow. Here I could see the village, I could see the lake, I could see more, and I kept taking off more and more. I could see the the hurt how big it was, and I just kept going, 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 and I could see the hurt like was like this, it was going like that, and I took and disappeared. And then I looked the other way, and I could see stars. And the further I was going, the more, the more things I was starting to see, uh, galaxies and stuff like that, it was, Kind of, kind of used and I got scared.
John McGavick, and you're listening to the Alien Strand Podcast with Donald Ledesma. Catch my channel, Mars Discoveries 123, on YouTube. Hit me a like and subscribe. I'll see you there. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alien Strand Podcast. I'm your host, Donald Ledesma, and uh, today we're going to be talking about the Arizona petroglyphs. So I'm going to have a guest today. His name is Jeff Woolwine. And uh, he also wrote a book. And uh, we're going to talk about how these petroglyphs and UFOs and anomalies that they see out there are, co- they coincide together. So, um, but before we get into that story, I just want to thank everybody for listening to Alien Strand Podcast. Uh, you can see us on Facebook, on Alien Strand on Facebook. You can see us on hashtag Alien Strand Podcast. You can catch us there on Instagram. You can catch us on Tumblr and on Twitter. And don't forget to catch us on AlienStrand.com. So uh, on there, on the .com, you can see uh, a lot of new posts that have been out there. Uh, I've been posting a lot of new stuff on there uh, about once or twice a week. I put some new stuff out there. Uh, I put actually I put the shirts for sale and I put uh, the stickers, the decals there for sale as well. So if you guys are interested in getting one of those, uh, go to Alien Strand or you can just you can buy them straight from the Facebook app as well. So, uh, but like I said, thank you for listening to Alien Strand, uh, and I'm still giving away the free T-shirt one every couple of weeks uh, to whoever I notice that's uh, sharing alien strand um so but before we get into this i just want to uh tell everybody that i was posting a lot of new uh stuff that was coming up and uh, there was a lot of interesting things came in uh this past week as far as videos on uh, ufos there was one that uh that came out uh it was it was a so clear of a uh, ufo um that i posted uh, a few days ago and uh, uh some guy was actually skyping it directly to third phase of moon so um and you can hear them talking in the background and stuff uh, while the guys is actually skyping it directly towards him and this video is so clear and I'm, I'm wondering if he's got that new iPhone 11, which I want. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the, the the video is so clear, you know, that you can pretty much tell what's going on there. So uh, I posted that. Uh, take a look at that when you have a chance. And also, uh, I posted a video uh, that shows uh, uh, the moon. Uh, somebody uh, video uh, at night shows the moon and there's a huge anomaly. Uh, kind of sinking down behind the top of the moon and once it goes in into a close-up on the actual video it looks like a, an actual ship that's a circular ship uh, when it goes into the black and white um, uh, phase of the, uh, the spectrum that they that they put it in so that you could see it a little bit more clearer so um, and I'm a true believer of the spectrums that you can uh, you can tell about uh, these crafts and and uh, uh, and what they really are by learning through all my friends that uh, I've had on the shows in the past and and uh, that I communicate daily so uh, but if, let's go ahead and get into this uh, this uh, podcast today so uh today we're going to be talking to mr jeff woolwine and uh, he's out of out of uh, arizona and uh, he's been uh, uh working with the petroglyphs out there that that are out there in those mountains and uh, he's an actual guide out there and kind of shows people what's going on uh and what these petroglyphs mean so uh without further ado let's go ahead and get mr jeff woolwine on Okay, so on the phone now we have uh, Mr. Jeff Woolwine. How you doing, brother? Hey, how 
you doing? Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, and thank you for for reaching out to us. And uh, you know, we got in touch with you uh, through through a couple of folks, and I was able to to uh, get you on the actually instant messenger, and then we just kind of took off from there. Um, so uh, so where exactly are you from? Um, I'm a Phoenix, Arizona native, so I was born and raised here, and, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, uh, I kind of told the folks already that we're going to be talking about, uh, the petroglyphs that, that's going on there, and how they're kind of, uh, uh, kind of coincide together with the actual UFO phenomenon that's, that happens out there. So, uh, and, you know, I, I want to get as much information out to them and whatever you can bring out to them and, and to kind of help them out and, and, you know, and to kind of understand what everything's all about. Um, so, uh, how long have you been out? How long have you been a, a, a videographer out there? Uh, you know, um, like I said before, I, I, I'm a native here, so I've, I was born and raised here, and, and you know, I, I was seeing these things in the sky when I was a kid. I remember playing um, uh, catch football with my dad, and there would be an orb uh, in the sky, you know, and uh, or, or we'd uh, see some light, uh, you know, in, in the sky at nighttime, and, and uh, you know, I'd be going to my uh, uh, fifth grade uh, school uh, mates, and I'm like, hey, did you guys see those lights out there in the sky? And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's interesting, too, because, uh, you know, being a kid in the fifth grade at, at that time, you know, I had a, a, an Indian friend of mine, and he was like, he was like, yeah, he goes, uh, he's like, my grandfather says that they live in those mountains over there. And he points to the west side of, of Phoenix, or, yeah, the west side of Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, which is called the White Egg Mountain, right? And uh, you know, not not you know, really thinking about it at the time. You know, I just kind of blew it off, you know, because there were kids. But later, investigating all of this and actually witnessing and witnessing these things coming and going from the mountain and and out there going and going out there and actually studying uh, what's carved out there as far as the the petroglyphs. Um, right. You know, it brought a whole new light, uh, into what's really going on here in Phoenix, Arizona. Right. And, uh, what the real, what the real truth is behind it all. Wow. And I, I saw a couple of videos of you through, through your Facebook website and it's, you know, it's showing you that, you know, you were, you, you, you were, uh, uh, videotaping a lot of these uh these crafts out there and then you actually came out on a few tv shows like true tv and stuff like that how how was it that you were able to uh to get that footage out there to them you know um so in 2004 that's when i started investigating the phoenix light um now we have this you know the main event uh in march 13 1997 where a uh, supposed craft went over the valley, uh, but yet it's been over 20 years now, and, and we can't find any evidence of this. Now, there was, what brought me uh, to the uh, east side of Phoenix, Arizona in 2004 right. is a guy named Tom King. Uh -huh. Now, Tom King, he was a videographer out here um, uh, after, uh, well, before 1997, during 1997, and after uh, 1997. Mm -hmm. And this is the reason why he was one of the original, the original people who filmed uh, the Phoenix Light. Wow. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because um, there were sky watchers to this 1997, March 13th, 
Phoenix Lights event. Now, uh, my whole point to this is, if anything would have gone over the city, the Skywatchers would have filmed it. Right. But yet the only thing that the Skywatchers filmed that night were lights on the west side of the valley, west side of, of Phoenix, Arizona. Wow. And so it's been over 20 years, and yet not, not one credible uh, footage of anything going over the city of Phoenix has, has arose. But, uh-huh. you know, we have these other, you know, uh, people out here with uh, wrong information uh, selling movie tickets, uh, leading the people to believe that something went over Phoenix, Arizona, when actually no evidence uh, to suggest this is uh, credible. Right. Uh, what is credible are lights, are living entities. Mm-hmm. Now, going into this, I'm thinking this is a spaceship. You know, I'm thinking Alpha Centauri, Little Green from Mars. But stepping away from it and looking at it looking at it in a broader picture because I've seen them on a regular basis. I've, I've seen them come real close up to me. Um, right. I, I'm, uh, this is not a uh, spaceship at all. These are living entities. So in 2004, in the summer of 2004, I'm videotaping these lights uh, on the east side of South Mountain. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, did a, I did a number of news reports then. And uh, the end result was flares. Now, flares uh, flares that were being dropped 150 miles away in Tucson. Now, this is just, you know, just incredible nonsense. Because when you look at the videos and when you examine the footage, you can clearly see that these lights are in the city. They're not 150 miles away. They're clearly in the city. Right. And no airplanes are dropping these things out. Right. Um, they, just, they just simply appear in the sky and uh, do a formation and then quietly uh, go away. They're not flying over the city. They're just information over an energy spot. And if we have time, we'll go over that later. Right. So in 2004, they're telling me players, and I'm like, no. I'm like, you know, I'm studying these things. I'm studying these things. I actually follow these lights to South Mountain. Wow. Okay, so Mm -hmm. in 2005, why don't I just move to South Mountain and see what I can get, see if I can get some day shots. So in 2005, I moved to the east side of South Mountain in Phoenix, Arizona. Right. And lo and behold, it didn't take me very long. I, I was filming these things coming and going uh, from South Mountain out there. Wow. And, and uh, you know, when I, when I went out there to investigate, I was looking for some kind of cross circle. I was looking for some kind of evidence to suggest that something was there because I saw it and filmed it. I know I'm in the right spot. And when I get there, what do I find? I find boulders of six-figure men being carved looking up at the exact same thing that I filmed in the sky a day before. Wow. Now, going into this, I remember seeing a Native American uh, on, on television, on, on the public access channel here, being so on Channel uh-huh. 8, uh-huh. and uh, he was a uh, Native American shaman, and he was explaining on what the petroglyphs meant. So I called him up, and I was like, dude, I saw you on television. You know, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, um, uh, interested in the petroglyphs, you know, I'm interested in the whole com story, and I'm, right. in, I'm interested, you know, what's going on here. Could you do a tour with me? So he's like, sure. So we got together about a week later, mm-hmm. and we spent about two, two, about two and a half hours, maybe three hours up on South Mountain. Now he was explaining about the spirals and how these spirals are doorways right. for the spirits. Now he's not calling them craft. He's not. He's not saying spaceship. He's not saying little gray men with big eyes from Alpha Centauri. He's mm-hmm. saying. He's saying spirit. Spirit. Right? These things are spirits. They are not spaceships. They are living entities. Mm-hmm. They are living creatures. Right. Okay. 
So he went into the whole history of Phoenix, Arizona, and you can find, you know, all, all you can find the, the last history of Phoenix, Arizona in my book. And um, so once I'm filming these things back and forth, you know, I'm like, hey, dude, you know, and I actually found the formation, the, the petroglyph formation of the 1997 Phoenix Light spread. Really? And once I brought that to your news, that, was, that opened up a whole new, uh, whole new topic on the Phoenix Light. That was the first one to bring the petroglyph connection to the Phoenix Light uh, and the Phoenix area and to the world. And I actually went a step further. I, I have gone so much. I, you know, in really studying all this stuff, um, I believe like I'm the very the only person that that, that has ever done a thorough investigation uh, on the Phoenix Light and has discovered the last history of Phoenix, Arizona that hasn't been talked about in the last 80 years. Right. Uh, that I found in the government department library. Um, files tucked away for the last 80 years. Now, it talks about the whole comp, it talks about the Mayans, it talks about the tombs that are on South Mountain that I have found and discovered. It talks about the first park ranger who knew about the sky spirits of the earth and sky, wow. and he knew about the gold that's buried there on South Mountain. All right, he it went into this whole information on the sky spirit, on these things coming and going from South Mountain, on the altars, on the Mayans, on the gold, and what the Phoenix Lights really is. Now, no one has ever discovered this. No one has talked about this in 80 years until I brought this again to the to the public. And once I, you know, uh, proved all of this, you know, because I can prove all of it. Uh -huh. And uh, not only through the book, the photographs, the hiking, the tombs that I've discovered on South Mountain, uh, all the videotapes. I have hundreds and hundreds of videotapes, evidence of these uh, spirits coming and going from South Mountain and, and all over the valley. Because I've lived here all over the valley, and I, everywhere it seems to go, um, I'm seeming to be filming these things in the sky. So I, I can actually, I can actually back up all these claims and it's in my book and it's on my website okay so let me ask you this so uh through through uh i know through a lot of the native uh americans that are out there and and a lot of through the mexico and all over the place that they all kind of coincide uh with uh with uh these what we call ufos or what they call entities or spirits and they they, they kind of uh they're they're they, they go together you know what I mean? It's like, uh, like they've been seeing these things for a long time, and and the way that they've been uh, putting them out, uh, putting the actual story out there, is through these petroglyphs, correct? I mean, is that what they're doing? Uh, what they did back back then, you know, so that way we can understand exactly what it is that's that's on those rocks or wherever or in the cave or wherever they they put these petroglyphs. Do they want us to understand that it's uh, more of an entity? Or, or more of, because of, uh, I know they talk about uh, like lizard people and stuff like that um, as well. So, I mean, what are your points on this? Um, you know, it, this one is all just a theory. Uh, well, we think the Native Americans were carving UFOs in the sky on the mountains here. We, we think this and we think that, but no one has actually proven it until I came around and I sat by that mountain for almost three years 
and I proved it. I matched these things in the sky to the rock art. No one in history has ever done that before. This is the reason why I call my research petroglyphs in the sky. It's because this is what we're seeing in the sky are these living entities carved on the rocks out here, now known as petroglyphs, which means rock carvings, rock art. Now the first one to ever bring this to the UFO community and actually have proof. Right. Um, whenever my, um, whenever my uh, uh, investigations uh, hit the internet and, and went global, um, that's when I did the pilot for the UFO Hunter show uh, and mm -hmm. also the Ancient Aliens TV series. And then later when the UFO Hunter show aired on the History Channel, they came back out again and, and we did an interview and we did some, some talking about the rock stars out there. Could you? Could... Now, at the time, you know, it was just, well, it's just a theory, you uh -huh. know, but I, over the years, you know, I, I, it's gone past that. I've proven this, and they were actually telling me, because when I was telling them, look, you know, you guys are talking crap, but I'm telling you, look at the evidence. Look mm -hmm. what I discovered. This is not a crap here. I'm the first one to bring evidence here in the United States to say that these things are not crafts, but they're living entities. Sure, there could be uh, spaceships out there. Sure, there could be little green men out there. I mean, look at what the scientists have discovered. The scientists have found seven Earth-like planets uh, on the outskirts of our, of our solar system. Right. So it's to say, you know, they built those spaceships and they'd come down to Earth and maybe visited the people here in the past. Sure, I'm all open to that. I get right. it. But I think what the majority of the, what the people are seeing in the sky, as far as orbs, lights, uh, other cooking snakes, other other things in the sky is not a spaceship, but a living organism, a living being, if you will. Right. And um, a lot of people have just not understood this. They all because of Hollywood and because of people with mis misunderstood information. Uh, and this is all they understand is technology. They say, "Oh, it's crap." There's a little green guy inside here because it's a crap, you know. <laughs> right. Because they haven't really studied it right. as much as I have. They haven't seen the evidence as much as I have. So, I, in my opinion, you know, these this is the major conspiracy of all time because these these things aren't. I'm going to tell you a secret. These things aren't from another world. Right. This is their world. This is their planet. They're not from outer space. They're from inner space. They've always been here. Wow. They yep. uh, uh, reside within the Earth, okay, in certain energy spots around the Earth, in certain uh, uh, vortexes, ley lines, energy lines, right. fault lines, if you will. They follow the sun around the earth, they follow the energy, yep. and this is the reason why we sometimes we see them in certain seasons and the other and the other seasons we don't, is because they're following the energy, they're following the season. Okay, so I'm, uh, I was reading your book, thank you for sending me the, the information and, and uh, the book to me, uh, I'm reading on it, it's it's actually a really good book, uh, I want people to, to uh, whenever they find it, it's called uh, uh, Petroglyphs in the Sky. Uh, if you guys can look look it up on Amazon or wherever it's out there, uh, it's a great book. The way I love the way it starts off, and uh, there's a part in the book that I'm going to ask you a question about. Uh, there shows uh, on one of the petroglyphs. It, it shows the uh, I believe it's it's the uh, the calendar, right? And it shows the months, a couple of months on there, and then and then. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On, on one of the, the, the photos, you sh- you're showing the months and then you're showing UFO. Uh, do these... Do these uh, ufos what we call do, do they come on those months or are you or what is this what is that petroglyph trying to say in that in that actual article or that picture that you have in the book well the holocom you know the, the, the name for holocom is the people who are missing the people who are gone people who got taken away because we don't know what happened these people uh they were sky watchers also and they tracked these things in the sky. Myself, what I did for the past uh, two and a half years on Five South Mountain, I tracked the dates, I tracked the months, I tracked the sun. And that has everything to do with it. I tracked the months. You know, um, for instance, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, and August seems to be the hot times uh, to see these things on South Mountain. Now, they do come around on the other months, um, but to really uh, get a view of them, uh, they follow the equinox and they follow the solstice. This is another secret. This is something else that I had discovered right. uh, over the last <laughs> 15, 17 years that I've been doing it. And they're following the season. Uh, this is the reason why, you know, some some people see them over here for uh, one season and then all of a sudden they're gone. Right. Uh, and then the, where, 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 where do we see videos where they start popping up at? At the other side of the world. Right. Or the other side of the United States. Okay, and then when that season is over with, boom, they follow the sun. They're, they they follow the sun around the earth, and they follow the fall line. They follow the energy sources. Uh, you know, in 2004, I was videotaping these lights right over a major power plant um, on the east side of South Mountain. Now, the reason why they like these like they like these mountains so much is because, especially South Mountain. And all the other mountains that these things are coming and going from that, that have spirals carved on them 
is because of fault lines. Now they were this, this mountain was created by the volcano, so it yeah. generates energy. Yes. And this energy is able to to uh, they're able to harness this energy in terms of they, they kind of like feed off of it, if you will. That's what I always so think. In 2004, mm-hmm. I'm watching these things right over this major power plant, and then doing more investigations, I come to find out that where this power plant sits today on the east side of South Mountain in Phoenix, Arizona, was the major city for the Holocom uh, at that time when they were around. All right, so they have always been here. That has always been an energy spot right there on, on the east side of South Mountain. The Holocom saw these lights in the sky. They were the first ones to record the Phoenix lights way before us. They were the first ones to discover them. They were the first ones to interact with them, okay? And they right. knew exactly when they were going to be here and when they're not going to be here. Wow. Uh, and, and I saw that in your book uh, that you had a... a uh, you have there's a picture right and it and it looks com- almost like a barbell uh, on the petroglyph and then you you kind of uh you, you put that next to one of your videos that you shot of one of these entities or or or, or ufos up in the sky and you kind of compared the both of them and they almost look uh, exactly alike uh absolutely right absolutely yeah this is that's, 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 that's fascinating. You know, there's many barbells, not only carved here in the valleys of, of the sun on the mountains around here, but also around the world. You'll see a lot of barbell uh, formation carving. And uh, in the book, you'll see a photograph where this guy is actually inside this barbell. Now, it doesn't, that doesn't necessarily mean it's this barbell is a spaceship. Uh, I believe what they're talking about is this entity is absorbing this man as he's looking out this type of window, um, as this barbell is lifting this man up. So it, 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 it could be inside it, it could be interpreted like a spaceship, but in fact, you know, they're shapeshifters. Um, they're, they're spirits, if you will. I understand why the Native Americans call these things spirits, because when they come down on the mountain, uh-huh. Right when they're starting to absorb themselves into the mountain, they're solid. They're changing colors. They're changing shape. All right. right, but as they get closer to the mountain, all of a sudden you can kind of see through them. All right, they, they become like ghosts. They become like spirits. And all of a right. sudden, they're there and then they're gone. They just absorb themselves into the stone. Exactly the way they come out of the mountain. Also, they they're like spirits. They're like a ghost. They they're there. They all of a sudden they appear on the mountain and they, they're, they're sitting up into the sky and then when they get close to around a, a thousand feet that's when they become more solid they start to shape shift right. they start to change color right and uh, they just simply just leave they go away you know they simply just they, they just take off they, they're gone right you know so i understand why they call these things spirits uh, I have I had a couple of uh, actual episodes that uh, I do a, a few of them on uh, abduction, right? And a lot of these abductions, there was a few of them, maybe three of them, to where the the actual ship uh, it was almost like a blob of let's say like of, of just energy, and then when when it landed, it actually uh, transformed itself into a ship, you know. Uh, so uh, you know, I believe that part that it's it's energy or because. You know, these are, this is, these are witness uh, statements of, of what they've 
seen or what they experienced. They even wrote books on it, you know. So uh, what you're talking about, the same thing, you know, they, they, they shapeshift. You know, they, they kind of, they, uh, they change, uh, it's some kind of energy and, and maybe what we're seeing on, on a couple of them, like you said, maybe some are actual real ships. Maybe some uh, are these entities or spirits that are out there, uh, that the natives call that. Uh, and that's why they, they put these petroglyphs together uh, to try to explain to us what exactly these things are. And thank God you're there today to, to help us understand what these petroglyphs mean. So let me ask you a question. How long have you been uh, 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 studying these petroglyphs to where you understand exactly what they mean? Well, um, I've been studying uh, I've been studying archaeology. I'm an amateur archaeologist uh, for the past 23 years, and I just now, you know, when I started uh, investigating the Phoenix Lights, that's when I, you know, discovered the petroglyphs out there, and that was like in the last 17 years. And wow. you know, from there, just I, I talked to I I I talked to that one shaman and took me up on the mountain and taught me about the spirals and the giants and what really happened to the Holocaust. Right. And then I talked to other shamans um, around the valley uh, that talked about the rock art. Now, now, uh, you know, sometimes some of these some of these Native Americans um, they just don't want to talk about it because this is a type of taboo, if you will. Now, so, now the Hopi say that we're in the fourth world, we're getting ready to enter the fifth. Every time the, the world changes, mankind needs these things for, for help and guidance to survive. Uh, right. So shall, so was the time of the beginning, beginning, so shall be in the time of the end. And, um, you know, it's, it's really fascinating because, you know, some of them do want to talk about, they only tell you certain information, and then once you start understanding what's going on and they kind of shut up they don't want to talk to you no more yeah you know they yeah. start to be afraid of you right <laughs> right yeah you because know, they know they, they know that you know what's really happening here but well, well and, they, they don't um, want to give you too much so, too much too much information it, 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 on it <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's just what they do, I guess, and it's just like anybody else or any other culture. Sometimes there's just things that are better unsaid, or, or just something for them to understand. And a lot of people don't understand these things, you know. And it just it takes a long yeah, time, a long time for them to figure yeah, it out. And it's really sad because you know when when I'm studying, when I'm out there watching studying the rock art, okay, when I'm examining what's going on out here. Now, you're not just supposed to look at the rock art. When, you, when you're out there on South Mountain and, and you're examining the petroglyphs, I mean, you, you're, you're supposed to look at the whole landscape because the artist is putting the landscape in with the art. Uh, right. For instance, you know, you, if a coyote is, is faced in a certain direction, then you want to go to where he's looking because that will lead you to the next spot. Um, right. You know, as I said before, now there are giant carvings out here. And I found evidence of the giants on South Mountain um, from the tombs left behind. Right. Uh, big stone boulders uh, being thrown into place. Um, yeah, I saw those in your you book. Know, it, it's really started to when, when you look when you look at the biblical archaeology mm-hmm. and you look at the evidence on carved on the on the rocks around the Valley of the Sun. Um, it actually kind of, that's the only thing that really makes sense. Right. Um, if you take religion out of the Bible and you look at the Bible as like a type of history book, mm-hmm. uh, they tell you what these things are. They explain to you what these things are. 
You know, for instance, in Genesis 6, it says these things were cast down to earth, and the people of Delta in that day worship these things as God. Right. Well, what does the rock art big say out here? It's really neat. In, in, in the book, we can read it, and then on the mountains, we can go and see the prehistoric photograph. We wow. can see the evidence. We can see the witness. We can see the photograph of what it's talking about. Talks about giants. Well, let's go find the, the picture of the giant. And lo and lo behold, this is what we find on the mountains out here. Nice. We find the altar. We find everything to suggest that Genesis 6 uh, and some of the other uh, things written in that history book is carved on South Mountain. And this is the reason why a lot of people fail to understand what's really going on here is because they dismiss, they overlook this fact. They, all, they just they think, well, it's the Bible, it's religion, I'm not getting into that. Well, like I said, let's get rid of religion. Let's look at it as a history book. Once you understand that, then you will understand that these things have always been with man in the beginning. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, even in the book of Enoch, it says it in there as well. Uh you know, uh, okay, so how can people find your book, uh, you know, uh, online, or, or how, how is it that they can find your book? Your book is called Petroglyphs in the Sky, uh, The Phoenix Lights, uh, and it's called Landscape for the Spirits. So uh, is, do, can they find that on Amazon, or, or how can they find your book? Sure, yeah, you can find it on Amazon, eBay, um you know, Barnes & Noble, I mean, anything with the e-books on it, you can find it on the e-books. Um, you know, just, all you have to do is just search Petroglyphs in the Sky, The Phoenix Light, and, and um, even my name. Once you search my name and search Petroglyphs in the Sky on the Internet, I mean, all you can see all the history I've done here. You can see all my work, all the news stories and the information that, you know, I, I brought to the public. And, and you know, started in 2005. And, you know, at that time, you know, the, the UFO Hunter show, they're telling me, now, Jeff, don't go saying spirits. They're saying, don't go saying angels. They're saying, don't go saying, you know, <laughs> other beings. Yeah. They're like, because the public isn't ready for this. Right. They're telling me, you know, your film is a bizarre stuff. Yeah. You know, if you're going to talk about these things, you need to say crap, you know, because that's what the public can understand at this time. And I'm like, dude, you know, so, you know, <laughs> through 15, 17 years later, you know, people are emailing me around around the world, you know, with the same flying serpents, with the flying, same flying spiders, with the same flying lights, with the same flying worms and crooked, crooked crosses and weird-looking entities in the sky. Right. And, you know, once you totally investigate uh, my work, you'll come to find out that I am the source. I am the source of many discoveries here in the in the ufology world. And so when you hear about the pentagrams, when you hear about the entities, when you hear about this and that, they're coming, it, it, it's all boiled down to me. I am the source. I am the original source of all this evidence. And, uh, you know, you can search my name on the, on the, on the internet and uh, you can you know, judge for yourself. Right, so, right. Uh, that's where I saw I saw that. I saw that. And and uh, they, people can find you on YouTube as well, correct? They can find your videos on YouTube and everything like that? Yes. My, I have an old uh, YouTube account, which I can't get into anymore. It's locked up. And But I have a new YouTube account, uh, Petroglyphs in the Sky-2. Uh, and, um, but, 
for all the news sightings for everything like that, you know, I, I've been really working on my website. Okay. And I've been working on my uh, Facebook page. So that's what? the best way to get a hold of me right now is on Facebook. Okay. Uh, and your ad- what's the address to your website? I, I went to that website, and, and I went, actually I went through it through your Facebook. So uh, it was a pretty quick link to get to it. And uh, uh, is it a pretty simple uh, um, address, or is it easier just to go through your Facebook? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. Not anymore. <laughs> gotcha. So it's a crazy uh, link. So that's way to find my uh, website is through my Facebook page. <laughs> and uh, so it's Tetris Lips in the Sky, and it's got this crazy link afterwards. After it, so it's, it's uh, um, since uh, yeah, we sold it to uh, another country. I think it's Japan or China. Uh, things have got a little kind of right. weird. <laughs> so I had this long, crazy. Uh, email or uh, web address. So basically, it's touch glyph from the sky, and you can find it on my Facebook page. Did I read I it? Uh, did, <laughs> did I read your 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 website right? Where it said uh, uh, some of the proceeds uh, for your book are going to go towards the children, uh, the children's uh, uh, something about the kids out there. I'm sorry. What was that? Some of the the proceeds from your book. Uh, did it, said oh, some, okay. Yeah, it said something about the children. Right, yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, I don't make any money from it. So I was never about the money. It was never about the fame. It was never about any of what, you know, like yes. some of these other people are doing. I got you. You know, like selling these bogus books and, and movie tickets every year, you know, with wrong information. It was about getting the information to the public. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can't come to the mountain... Because I, I've done 15 years. It took me 15 years of research on this mountain and sky watching and and, and uh, investigation on the Phoenix life. Um, yeah, it, it, it's all about the information. It's what I've discovered. It's what I've proved. Nice. You know? Nice. And so if you can't get to the mountain on yourself, then I bring the mountain to you through my book. Heck yeah. And there's lots of colored photographs there. There's a lot of history of Phoenix, Arizona. This is volume one. I'm still waiting for volume two to be published. Nice. And uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm not making any money from this. I've never made any money from it. Um, the proceeds, I told the, the publishers to give it to the foster kids here in Phoenix, Arizona. That's nice, know? nice. And uh, so, yeah, you know, it's not about the money, dude. It's about the information. It's about right. what I discovered. Right. And, and I want people to to investigate this along with me. I want you to go and just look what I discovered. Look what I have found. Look at the photographs. Nice. Look at the lost history that I have dug up that hasn't been talked about in 80 years. Okay? Examine the evidence. Examine the data. No one has a better proof or, or anything to back anything, anything up uh, but what I have discovered, what I can prove. And, uh, you know, no one else can really uh, say this because, uh, you know, it's just hearsay, it's just, you know, it's just words. But I actually found the documents. I actually found the tombs on South Mountain. I actually found the altars. Uh-huh. You know, I, I, I found the first park ranger that knew about the Phoenix Lights, okay, back in the 1930s, early 40s. Wow. Okay, now this information hasn't been talked about, you know, like I said, in 80 years. So no one has discovered this before, and I have I have all the proof to back it up. It's not hearsay. It's not hearsay selling movie tickets about crap going over Phoenix. All right, this is the real history of Phoenix, Arizona. That includes that includes the Phoenix life. Oh yeah, hell yeah, and and you know uh, it, you you do you're doing a great job. The book is excellent. I'm I'm reading. I'm I'm like halfway through it right now. Uh, and I'm sure I'll get through it through the weekend. 
uh, maybe a little longer, but because I'm always a busy person. But I mean, it's a great book and I'm really enjoying it. I'm getting a lot of information from it, brother. But uh, I just want to thank you for, for being on the show today. And, you know, you gave us a lot of information on the petroglyphs and what they are and what they mean. And, and you know, we could I could hear it and how heartfelt it is for you uh, on on uh, on the work that you're doing. And and we here at Alien Strand really appreciate that. And and I just want to thank you for being on the show today, brother. Thank you. It's, it's, it's my pleasure. I, I've had a great time. I, I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Yes, sir. And like I said, we're going to get some people pointing to your book. It's uh, on. Uh, I saw it on Amazon. Uh, check it out. If you, if you guys have a chance, take a look at that book. Download it. Read it. It's great. Has a lot of information. But uh, but but Jeff, thank you so much for being on the show today, brother. And then, uh, if you have any more, once we get your volume two out there, uh, give us a call back and we'll put you back on the show. We'll talk about volume two. Oh, yeah, that sounds awesome. Thank you so much. All right, brother. You have yourself a good evening, all right? Thank you. You too, my friend. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. All right, well, there you go. So uh, we heard from uh, Mr. Jeff Woolwine, and, uh, you know, he's he gave us a lot of information on, on uh, what he's found out there and what he's putting together. And, yeah, you know, he's uh, he's he's very heartfelt on 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 what he's doing out there and we feel it and I felt it. And, you know, uh, you know, I appreciate what he's doing out there and trying to put things together. You know, there's a lot of things that, that, like he said, there's some things that might be uh, UFOs out there. And there's a lot of these things are, that are just entities or just maybe energy that's out there, you know, that's just trying to get through somehow. So, uh, but like I said, uh, if you want to, you can catch us on Facebook, check out our Facebook page, uh, at alien strand. Uh, you can check out our Instagram page, at, uh, at Alien Strand uh, Podcast. Check us out there on, on Tumblr, on Twitter, and also visit us on alienstrand.com. So uh, if you have a chance to, uh, like I said, just take a look at that and, and uh, go over his book, download it, check it out. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. And I just want to tell everybody, just have yourselves a good day, a good evening. Good night.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 